2: There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. Oh, yes. On the left
1: side stories. Yes.
2: Your That's when the cannibalism started.
3: Side, side stories.
1: <laughs> yes. All oh, yes! oh, oh, Dying.
3: Oh, War, or the word of 2020 is dying. You know what? The word of 2020 is dying. And also, I guess it's going to be coronavirus. 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 Making people crazy out here, man. Coronavirus. <laughs> Apparently, that is, a, that is a Cardi B thing. Is that right? I didn't know, man. I didn't know. I'm not up with the young references, and I don't even no. know if it's a young reference anymore.
1: I'm not sure. I think Cardi B is actually... For the, for the young people who are now feeling older, because the young, we, young ones have like a, a a Cardi C. I have no idea what they're listening to, but something else. Am I young, but feel old? Or am I old, but feel young? Well, that's the ultimate question, chicken or the egg? Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry Zabrowski, dealing with the struggles of being middle-aged. You didn't answer the question. I
3: Is don't know the, the answer. 36 I'm gonna be 36 in two weeks great great is that
1: middle age are we middle age because what are you you're 45 I am I am 48 years in my heart 53 in my legs mentally I am still rocking a nice rebellious 20 year old spirit fuck bush Fuck Bush. I was actually thinking that's about this. Episode about in in college, I had a uh, had a huge American flag, and I spray-painted fuck Bush on it, and gold Forget spray paint out. And I was just like, all right. I, like I yeah, am man, that's it. all I got to do, dude. Um, so I think it evens out to 38, which is my age. Uh, and then by comedian standards of my size, the mean is 33 to 44. So I'm right there in the window. That's John yep. Candy and, of course, Chris Farley. John Candy being Between the elder the statement deaths. of the points, <laughs> Yes. There was a really
3: nice little I want to say it was something adoring Uncle Buck or becoming Uncle Buck, and it was a nice little twenty five little minute documentary about John oh. Candy and his career and it 's so fun to see him like off camera and stuff he was such yeah. a funny interview, and he was so humble, but you know what he did what? which was I, I see it echoed in my own life, and I hate this part of my own personality when you got to watch it. he was very big into reading his own reviews and every single time they talk about how when when huh. Harry Crum came out, who's Harry Crum I believe it was called?
1: Who is Harry Crum? By the way, whatever the reviews say,
3: don't listen to They're them. Full of shit. That movie is gold. I love that fucking movie. If you have problems with that movie, you can come and report to my complaint office, which is just <laughs> my fucking dick and balls inside of a boot. All right, oh and you can go yell at that if you want. If that's what you choose to do. But he was so upset about the negative reviews of Harry Crumb, because what he said is that he thought he disappointed everyone and his crew and everybody around him, that he disappointed the directors. And yes. it's like, no, John Candy, you were always perfect. The only thing that wasn't perfect is that you knew you shouldn't have been on a horse.
1: Yeah. You knew you weren't
3: supposed to go on a goddamn horse. It's actually very <sighs> really difficult to ride on a horse.
1: It is. Wagon East, the final film that he ever was a part of, died doing what he hated which was being on a horse covered in leather. I don't know covered why they thought leather. it was a good idea. I don't know why but he is out of breath
3: in the scenes of the film. They do not yeah. even I can't, can't even cut that out of the mic.
1: No, you can't cut it out. They should have gone with Corvette's West where it's just him oh my God. being fat driving in a Corvette. I don't need to see my fat performer suffer. That's not funny. I want to see them having fun cuz I'm like they're not respected em- uh, enough in society to be allowed to have fun. Only in the movies. Only in the
3: movies can they have <laughs> a hot wife. No, that's why you have to make it. You have to make it equal in your own life. That's why if you're ugly, got to be funny or play the guitar. We've already we've said this many times. We have got to come up it. with a gimmick.
1: Yeah. Um, or in or in uh, what is it? Uh, Popper's case, the guy from Blues Travelers, make the harmonica hot again. Which is not it, easy to do. It's not because it's just a sideways cock. Yeah, and it's just full. Can you imagine being roadie on on roadie detail? And if you're a roadie out there and you've experienced this, side stories lpotl at gmail.com. What's harmonica duty like? have to empty
3: out all the
1: white fucking
3: fluid that comes (gasps) from the back of John Popper's blues glands? Because you know that those are all full of whatever he was drinking and eating the night before. Of course. Oh my goodness! Because he sang only with like the most glottal parts of his throat.
1: Yes, he's still around. Rescue, <laughs>
3: that's that's my John Popper impression.
1: Well, it's definitely giving me the blues. I love it, and I want to travel away from that sound. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna kill us both all right speaking of a lot of people taking
3: people down with them oh my there was a tragic shooting in nova scotia over oh. the weekend that we just want to kind of discover for a for a fucking hot second yeah just because it, it's an awful story but we were kind of more interested in the windup of the story apparently a, a man by the name of gabriel wartman he i guess the Victim count it's up to twenty-two.
1: Yeah, so we have twenty-two police. This is the largest, I believe, in Canadian history. Uh yes. twenty-two people. It took it wasn't all in one spot. He drove to different locations. And 16 again, our- different crime locations. Yes. Yes.
2: yes. And our heart goes different- out
1: to everyone in Nova Scotia and going through this because unlike Americans who are a little bit, I'm just gonna say slightly more scabbed. When mm-hmm. it comes to mass shootings, I know this is a bit more of an open wound for you all, and so our heart goes out to you. But as Henry said, the thing that is most interesting, and Henry's going to go into detail here, is this person's mental lead-up, and I guess we can maybe learn something from it. I
3: mean, you just learn that you know you can't just be a cop by wearing a hat and getting a badge, That's but it can sure. But you also sort of can. Uh, this came. I feel like that. What's really sad is that this was a small community uh, called Porta Peak, which is hmm. about sixty miles north. That's about a hundred kilometers for for you people that, <laughs> that, that don't respect the, the fucking American measurements.
1: You know, we're we're technically wrong, right? The imperial yes. system is technically the, much it's dumber. dumb. Okay, it great. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um,
3: it was north of Halifax, where so the, the people were already. Hidden in their homes, right? They are under uh, a stay-at-home order. Right, they're supposed to be home. So apparently, this guy, he had spent the last couple of years, and I guess it's since high school, he was obsessed with the Royal Mounted Police. Is that he wanted to be a Mountie, and okay. he had said this early on, and I guess it never happened because now what he ended up, he ran a dentures like company, like his job. It's where well, his job, is so he built dentures for people. I want to say it was called like Denturas.
1: Damn, Ace Dentura's the only place to go get your dentures done and pet a peacock.
3: Very scary. Very scary, apparently. Damn. But he, um, I guess over the last couple of years, he had gotten a hold of a, uh, he had an RCMP uniform, and okay. then he drove around in a decommissioned cop car that he- that was part of the reason why they think he got people to open their homes because he was shooting people inside of their homes. The first people, oh. his first victims, were his ex-wife and her new boyfriend, which makes a lot of sense. But the thing that doesn't have the, well, in the, the, the sense, in the sense that a lot of these yes, shootings are very personal, do that. and obviously, yes. he,
1: yeah,
3: yeah but he would set fires to the homes as he went he did this for like for many hours this it started at, it was 14 hours it started at 10 p.m. Saturday they don't think that they, it didn't have anything not to do with the 420 holiday being uh-huh. controversial and having a bad dark history so it seems that he he w- oh. might have been motivated by that they also are his you, talking, are business, you, are you
1: saying, so he's like a hitler uh birth he's this is him celebrating the birth of adolf hitler is that what they're saying he's doing something i don't know
3: but it's more about like something that's connected to whatever this holiday uh makes people connected to but apparently he wasn't they they were they Closed his business down for a month. They don't know if it's financial. He did not leave any sort of note. Okay, uh, we we don't. We're, they're not saying that we didn't, he left any sort of note. So we'll find out probably as this investigation furthers. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he killed a mountie uh, right after killing his ex wife and her boyfriend, Damn. and then he uh, just drove around randomly shooting at people uh, or and entering people's homes dressed as a police officer so they trusted him and he started laying waste to people. But then when they finally caught him, they caught him at a gas station. He died in a full-on shootout where they they fucking... He did not... He went down swinging in a bad way. So, th- But well, we don't really also, know anything else about the psychology. The, what, the reason why it interested me yeah. was the prep and it reminded me of Marvin Heemeyer um, with his killdozer
1: rampage. And uh, this is... Uh, still an ongoing investigation. I'm just getting word over my from my my personal <laughs> news <laughs> assistant. <laughs> over the wire. <laughs> we are now up to 23 victims. So Jesus we still Christ. that just came in, we still don't who knows. This could go higher and again, that is devastating. But yes. Th- what is it, Henry? There might be no more dangerous person than the person who wanted to go into the military but couldn't cuz they were either too not mentally Something. capable, too out of shape or a person who wanted to be a cop was rejected. I don't know if there is a more dangerous just give uh, him a plastic uh, gun and th- run him around.
3: Look, let, let's just this is where I think virtual reality games could save us. Yeah. Where if we go and we can like plug him into a system where then like look, look, you're a cop. Right. Here's all your paperwork, because I don't think you understand just how boring it is to be a cop. Right. Most of your life is spent sitting, paperworking, yep. you know what I mean, having a couple of beers at the station, zipping around, yep. fucking checking some hot girls' taillights, driving around, getting free pizza. Like, getting that's what, getting mostly fired what for,
1: for checking out hot girls' taillights at some point, then the alcoholism really kicks in, you end up, you end up dying but of cirrhosis for those, of the
3: liver. Yeah. Those first six months... Or a blast. <laughs> it's just you and Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg is there, and he's not oh, really? a cop either. But he still has his uniform from the police academy film. Great. So he's fucking hanging out. Being a cop, yes. Yeah, so I might have actually painted it a little bit rosier than it is. But being a cop is vaguely very boring. And yes. so they they have an obsession. We you know we see this. John Wayne Gacy was obsessed with being cop. His alter was that cop slash detective. Uh, personality when he used to drive around with the with the big old like old school like black car with the side spotlight so people thought he would be a cop when he'd show up and that's how he'd shake down the shake the sex workers to get into his car and the next thing you
1: know he's he's fucking isn't that the magic trick is you isn't that amazing how a single bright light zodiac killer did the same thing Yes. I believe, didn't Bundy at some point pose as like a cop or something he like did, that? I, I
3: want to say that he did,
1: but the, also the security agency
3: stuff, BTK, yeah. um, a son of Sam wanted to be a cop.
1: Uh, he couldn't pull it off.
3: Ugh. He didn't have the temperament.
1: No, he did not. So this is according to the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police Chief. Say that in one sentence. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Chief Police Chief Superintendent, his name is Chris Leather, uh, when it Ooh. comes to the victims, he says we still believe there may be victims still within the remains of those homes which burnt to the ground. So that's why we don't know the exact number. I didn't. Uh, it's it's. I, I know because we don't know because
3: he set fire to a bunch of houses and people were yeah. just like stuck inside oh. of their houses. But you know, again, bring it up because of Marvin Heemeyer. Check out the documentary Tread. Because they do one of the first—like, this came out last year, and I didn't get a lot of buzz, but it really goes into the life of Marvin Heemeyer and the building of the Killdozer. And one of the things that shocked Mm. me the most about Tread that I'll say is that he said— That, you know, when all of his weird municipal bullshit, like, the one thing that really shows is just how much the things that Marvin Heemeyer was upset about, like, were bullshit. And they gave him what he wanted, like, three times. They, like, they tried to buy him out. They right. were going to buy him, they were going to buy out his little area, the little thing that they were with, like, because he was upset about the concrete factory being built next to him, right? That they, they were Which, making all this concrete, he was getting concrete dust, whatever,
1: sure. To be fair, I mean, I understand no one wants to have a home, and then all of a sudden you're like, what you guys doing out there? Building eww, a concrete eww, factory. Eww, <laughs> eww, eww,
3: eww, all day. But I, sure, but they were going to buy him out for like 300 grand like I think oh you 375 grand that was the they were getting he finally kept cuz they would come and say okay we'll buy you out and he's like that's not enough and he's like and then he would go in and like how about this and they're like sure we'll give you this amount and he's like that's not enough and so he raised it up to 375 grand and they're like here you fucking go and so that wasn't enough for him right. he got the idea for the killdozer he said sitting in his sitting in his hot tub with the beer he went one night and just went like I tell you what I got to do is I got to even the playing field. That's his whole thing is that he kept saying. He's just like, there's a lot of people wondering... About the playing field, and I'm going to even the playing field. Like these, he had these long tapes that he would record of right. explaining everything, that w- what happened to him, quote-unquote, what happened to him, and his reaction to everything. And it, it's like, it's like, oh, you think that we're going to be? It's like, these guys think we're going to be on the same playing field, but they're showing up to play football, and guess
1: what? I'm showing up to play tennis. Good like, Lord. Why didn't he just – he should have just uh, – just get another beer – And just go back to the hot tub. Realize it's not that bad. Everything's going to be all right. Instead of making yourself a twisted metal character, which is literally what he did, the Killdozer, if you haven't seen pictures of it, we've talked about it. I'm sure you have. But um, he could not have gotten out of that if he wanted to. No, well, he was supposed to to die in it. He was supposed to die in it. Um, But going back briefly to what happened in Nova Scotia, uh, evidently this dude, he drove around for 14 hours and he knocked on residents' doors. He pulled over other... Uh, victims and the cops say they must have trusted him because of course we're under the quarantine Um, so that's why there's some speculation that maybe he knew these people otherwise they're saying they were just so enamored by the outfit that they just let him in and this is like the hard thing for me at what point do I just get on LA local news in a police chase and in my head I'm like he's not a cop none of them are cops none of them are
3: cops and then it's just well that's how you know they know you're insane you know what i mean like that's how they know that you've completely gone insane you're like i don't even believe that they're cops meanwhile you're like surrounded by police officers and fucking helicopters and shit like i'm gonna need some
1: identification (laughs) but this goes against the very public trust we were su- we were supposed to hold true, and well, this that's is what's why really this stuff scary. Is so scary, yeah.
3: But the part of it is how the the power of the uniform and what it does to people. It uh, really you, does. It, it does really affect people. You can go and they automatically trust you. This is this. is I think that's also the inherent reason <sighs> why the, the constant, weird, rampant police uh, brutality that has happened throughout our country over the last couple of years is also extremely just damaging to the idea of police as a whole because we're supposed to trust them. We're supposed to reach out to them. Right. Now we're afraid of them. What the hell are we going to do then? Because oh. then we're literally just stationed with an occupying army that's got all the guns and they got all the hats and the badges.
1: Still a thousand people would die every year at the hands of a police officer. About a hundred. But I love
3: But I also know so many of our listeners, we have cop listeners, I know that it's a very difficult job to do, but I, you know, again, I think that this, my main takeaway from this is don't lend a guy your cop uniform
1: no no matter what he promises to do to your wife. Obviously this man, whatever, whatever cuck... A uh, fascination you have. <laughs> cop fucks wife. cops fu- Cop fucks cuck's wife. We were speaking with Brian Whitney, an author of a book
3: on, on uh, Luke Magnata, for a Patreon interview last week. Yep. And he, but he was also roommates with the cannibal cop.
1: Uh, this is one of the rare times. What do you got to give, a dollar to get the interviews? Or is it five bucks? I five think bucks. it's five bucks. If you want to just do a one-time, just a one-time payment of $5 a month, uh, this interview with Brian Whitney is so interesting because he 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 is tr- He is will call Gil, which is the name of the cannibal cop, which is like really weird. It's <laughs> fun to just be, it's your buddy. It's your buddy, it's my buddy Gil. He's
3: eating your, he's eating your cereal. Gil's uh, going to be like, Gil, did you eat my cereal again? He's like, yeah, but it wasn't my wife. And you're like, I know, you keep saying that, like this is going to make me less angry about the Right,
1: cereal. right. Well, it definitely does put things in perspective, doesn't it? Which I think but, that's why Gil, Gil always has that trump card where he's like, didn't eat your wife, did I? And you're like,
3: I know, I know, but that can't be the only standard I hold you to.
1: And that interview on Patreon comes out this week with Brian Whitney. So give that a bit of a listen. And uh, another bit of a spoiler, um, he's still horny for eating people. Yes he is, and we talk about that that story again. He wrote the book on Elliot Rogers, Luca Magnata, and his friends with the cannibal cop, which he just keeps that to himself. And he honestly and
3: he's been playing a lot of squash with OJ. Yes. Which is so nice. That is that is satire. <laughs> I don't know if he has an ongoing relationship with O.J., but O.J., well, he's fucking also calling out Carol Baskin recently, trying to stay relevant. So. Speaking
1: of people that are famous for all the wrong reasons, Mary Kay Letourneau is back on dating sites.
0: Yeah, she is.
1: <laughs> so if you're lonely in this quarantine, I think I got the, the teacher for you. Um, she is interested in, quote, finding someone who is more age-appropriate. Of course, she no. was not convicted and spent seven years in prison for raping a 12 year old so this is one really, way I, of saying oh i'm looking for someone more <laughs> age appropriate it's like yeah because that other than 12 years old unless you are 11 to 13 years old you cannot date a 12 year old
3: i wonder if they she, do you think she just gets sick of that 12 year old dick i don't or, but Bo, what do you do you raise i mean ha. do you get bored over because now everyone, it's this is the double standard, right? Because we can have this conversation. Oh my god, you're opposite. gonna do that?
1: You're gonna do that? Okay, <laughs>
3: yeah, but you get bored, a 12 year old cock, or do you oh, raise god. it to be so so like fucking pleasant to you that like you gotta like what do you do? How do you, you train don't, they're a like, 38 year old man to properly pleasure
1: you? They're not flowers, man. You can't just be like go to the sun you can't form it's the grooming. penis inside and of you your vagina is... to make it a perfect penis that's not the way it works but it, i i feel like the penis could almost grow Anyway, months after uh, the legal separation, it's only been months since uh, Mary Kay Letourneau and Vili Fula, the former teacher, of course, um, that she is in prison. That she was in prison um, for raping. I mean, that's that's what it was. And it's the term. Um, yeah. They they after the, you all know this. After she got out, they married, and then I think at some point he looked. At she made it legit kids together.
3: Yeah, she did the Woody Allen where if you just marry you're a victim of pedophilia. For yep. some reason, we're all just fucking super chill with it because, you know,
1: hey, well, you didn't want to be in that fucking prison for your life? Hey, and if it's you one want or the check, other, right? If you want to check out Woody Allen... We you can look at him on the New York Times bestseller list below right us. Below us, there Yeah, you
3: go. just where Sunghee is below him. Oh my goodness! Uh, having so, fun. I don't know if they're having a lot of sex. I don't honestly.
1: Yeah, I only, don't know. We have a friend. I won't say his name, but he is a big time mover. He moves. That's like if you're you're in New York, you're either a mover or a comedian, or you're both. You're both. He moved Woody Allen, which I don't what? understand how they let this man in. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dude, how was it? He said that uh, Sunyi yi was, she was very mean, and she stood there, and she watched him do everything, and he said it was just a very strange sensation to be in that home, and I don't know if there's a lot of joy there. <laughs>
3: I don't think so. No, absolutely no. not. I don't think things are getting easier over there as well.
1: No, I really don't. Um, but this is according to, back to Mary Kay Letourneau, according to a source, which I'm assuming is just her friend, Pam. I don't know what these, everyone's like a top secret source. No one's smoking a cigarette in the shadows talking about this. <laughs> no one's like going to a dark telling. alley to get more information on Mary yeah, Kayla sex life. Yeah, I think she is the deep throat. She, or not so deep throat because it was a twelve-year-old boy. You you said it there. See? Um, so this is according to a fun. source. She's on at least one dating site that I know of, uh, and they go on to say, but she's also been on the apps. She's just casually looking around to see if there's anyone. She's not someone who does well by herself. <laughs> 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 um, well, I she was still she's still very att- attractive. She is now... She Hey, she looks fine. She's 58 years old now. Let um, me look at her picture. According you know to- what? She looks pretty good. She does. I mean, there's a... There's a- he's
3: a man now. He's a man now, baby. Yeah. So it's fine now. It's, fi- it's all done now because well, he's so- a man now, baby.
1: The source continued saying she's been talking to a few guys and she's interested in someone who is age appropriate. She knows that her best shot at happiness is to find someone who is closer to her age. I'm just happy she's not going after 12-year-olds. At 58, she can go after anyone over 18 and they will almost seem 12 because that's now- how old she's become now, which is fine. I mean, people age. Do you think
3: this will be flipped into an idea of people saying that you can grow out of pedophilia or you could grow out of being, because my thing is, I know we're supposed to say here that I guess that, that what this meant is that she, uh, I guess she is a pedophile still. She is. Right? Yeah. You, once you, one, you, I always one. But why do you think that this is a smoke screen and she's saying older in order to meet whoever's older's like kids and then she'll start fucking the kids.
1: If I had teenagers around the house, I wouldn't allow her to come over because I've seen what Pornhub is doing, and uh, I don't want these kids to be inspired. It's training
3: them to make even more love to their teachers than before. Well,
1: if you really and their want, mommies, if you really want a fun episode of Ablegan's Top Hat, I interview someone who's a sex therapist for non-offending pedophiles. So you do. It it's is, so much fun. <laughs> but I so, But non-offending a, pedophiles. But it is a. It is a. It is a real thing, and obviously she offended, so she doesn't have much, you know, sympathy on on that front. But
3: non-offending pedophile sounds like me staring at my weed pile. And being like, I'm not smoking right now, you know. Uh But I have all of this weed just waiting for me, and I know I'm gonna smoke it. But sometimes I have to wait till Natalie like leaves or goes to work out. It's kind of like that, uh, I I suppose. You you have to wait till people leave till all searing. If all eyes, if if Namblo won, which is getting closer every day.
1: Yeah, it seems like it, right? It's
3: getting closer and closer every day to being successful. If Namble won, the idea of like normalizing, just them hanging out and just being able to go on a date with the 10-year-old boy, I don't know if that's that. I mean, like, because even if it's a no touchy-touchy date, you can't go a on date. dates Y'all with know. children. Y'all singles know, as soon as they say it's a date, it becomes a whole different thing. So if you take a child out, and it's like, you know, if you're going out for ice cream and stuff, and if your uncle, like, and if you're just a kid's uncle, that's a nice day, and that's normal. But if you start saying, like, pick you up at eight, I'm the one wearing the red rose. Well, if you're
1: you're in in a custody dispute, you do have to let the child know when you're going to be there, and hopefully you're on time so they can build trust.
3: Yeah, but if you're taken to a place with checkered tablecloth and candles, that's a date. That's just a Chuck E. Cheese. It
1: depends on what, what city you're in. That's very true. So the insider for Mary Kay Letourneau goes on to say she's had a lot of time to reflect on the mistakes she's made. Choices that <gasps> led <had> to <laughs> problems. She <with> fully the- <laughs> married the man. She married the mistake. But he divorced her ass. So the insider continues, she's at the age where she thinks about her past and wonders what her future will look like. It's very uncertain um, so Mary Kay Letourneau she's back on the prowl she's 58 years old Falua her uh, now ex-husband former victim is 36 um, and ap- apparently they they split and again this is according to the source and this kind of makes me want to gag but according to the source Falua and uh, and Letourneau split because quote the intimacy was gone
3: Ugh. She's just gonna find another boy. She's gonna say more age appropriate, and it's gonna be like a
1: twenty-one-year-old. Which again, That's I mean, fine. If it's legal. It's legal. Yes, I mean, hey, I, you know, the whole thing—it's—it is really just about eighteen and over. I don't judge anyone who does anything with people who are eighteen and over. Um, the source goes on to say, for years there was hope it would work about the relationship. Again, I can see where the pitfalls might be. Yeah. And, uh, quote, there was hope until the time where it was clear that the hope had faded away. I'm not surprised they got married. This is according to, uh, Letourneau's lawyer and friend, David Gurkey. Um, and he said, I'm not surprised, uh, in this day and age. Oh my God, this is hilarious. So he says, I'm not, I'm not surprised they got married. And then he also goes on to say, and I'm not surprised in this day and age that they are separated. As uh,
3: if you it really think cultural... that this is what this is? That this is a 2020 but thing? This that it is just not because marriages are hard. No, <laughs> she fucking raped and groomed a boy to, that cannot. somehow. I mean, now he's just released, but I hope yes. that she can raise and groom a man.
1: Do you know men are in? You I need living alone right now, and I You just really to... could use some of her. You could use some of that loving touch if you're a 58 year old woman and you're looking to take care of a grown man boy. Please come on over. I got toilets to it. clean. He's I don't even good understand how much there's so much poop in my toilet. It's just just me. He'll eat it.
3: He'll fuck it. He'll he can't make dinner. No. But he will be there. He'll listen to you talk about that crazy girl at work. Kissel is a very
1: good sounding board for a 58-year-old woman. Can you imagine Mary Kay Letourneau coming home and talking about the crazy person at work and just cut to the so-called crazy person at work? Just being like, yeah, so uh, that child rapist is now at my office. Um, She thinks I'm weird (laughs) because I have a bunch of tchotchkes because I love Aaron Judge. I think he's just going to be rookie of the year, and I think the Yankees have a chance this year. She thinks I'm crazy. She
3: is just, she is, feels that she's one of those. She can't be a pedophile because she's a hot woman.
1: Oh, disgusting. Uh, Um, All right, well, 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 let's go And We're not letting letting these hot chicks get away with it. uh, Absolutely not. No one gets away with it. Hot chicks can still be villains. Absolutely. Um, They often
3: are. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about Terms and conditions apply. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace. The first thing she did was, "What did you do?" But afterwards, she was so happy to have it, and she loved it, and she wore it when we went on vacation. And my own, did everybody come around being like, "Where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman?" And almost like, "Stop talking to my wife.
1: She's spoken for." You can see it with the Blue Nile bling she's got on her.
3: Right now, get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more with code. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B A B B E L dot com slash L E F T. Rules and restrictions may apply. I, this story, I want to talk about. This that, story. That, is now, nuts. this came. It's an older story. They got rebumped up a couple of days ago on Reddit, but I have to talk about it because I find it absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. It started first. The story first broke in October of 2019. Um, uh-uh. This comes from the this is from the Honolulu News. Ooh. This takes
1: place in a beautiful, beautiful Hawaii. That's great. Um, here we go. This is Honolulu.
3: This is from the article, the first article, and we'll start from, from here. I just
1: feel like the Honolulu, Honolulu news. You open up, and every page three, there's just either a fake penis or a fake set of boobs that you can just grab, and then you move on. And every every oh, day has that. it. Yeah. I love that.
3: No, another day in coconut news. I don't know why I made it Jamaican. I don't know. He violated our home, says family, that came home to find stranger living there. Oh. James and Brittany Campbell said that they had been gone for a week to visit family on the mainland, and when they returned, they got the surprise of their lives. Got to the front door, and when I got there, there was a stranger at the door, Says said James Campbell. I yelled at him to get out of the house. Get out of the house. Yeah. James said he was able to convince the man to come out and watched him before police arrived on the scene. Now, this, first of all, how scary is this? Horrifying. home. Somebody's house, he was wearing all of his clothes, right? This man was say he was wearing he was wearing James Campbell's clothes inside uh-huh. his house. He asked him to leave. Cops came and picked him up. So they're like, okay, let's see what's going on here. And it wasn't until he got inside of the home that they saw what was truly going on. He had been living there for up to a week. Okay. He had built what seemed to be some sort of shrine of things from their own home that were in a pile all covered with piss. The house was okay. ransacked. Well, you know, were piled, Hen-
1: stuff. Henry, just just to stick on that for a second. You know about shrines. Uh, we, mm. We've we've spoken with people um, mm-hmm. that create shrines. The power of shrines. We all believe in, mm-hmm. in the power of those things. What would uh, what would a piss pile of clothes be? What is that? Like, what's the? Is there a certain? Uh, is there a, is there a saint? Is there an is there an uh, any kind of ghost or entity that is the piss the piss pile of pants entity?
3: It, led, it lets other witches know that that's your piss pile. Because <laughs> they come and they smell it. And they'll have a little trace, too, just to so say hello to you as well. Okay. But, so that's not just... That, so, okay. You came in a the house. Then he saw something was weird with their fucking uh, Xbox... He looked up a bunch of uh, trans. He looked looked up a lot of alternative lifestyle pornography, transgender porn, all over their Xbox. Right, the kids are there. but it basically um, he then left a series of writings, an old laptop that they left inside the home. Now this has all been revealed since the they posted all of this on Reddit at the r true crime subreddit. Now was the guy's wife was uh, the Honeybee Royale.
1: On, oh, okay. uh, on so they is, came in. This is straight from the source. The the couple that was the victims actually the victims talked about this. this. Okay.
3: They found a series of notes. And this is the reason why they are now trying to get this bumped up in the uh eyes of the news because when he was arrested, he was immediately let go on this bail relief program that they have in Honolulu, where okay. he was arrested, he was immediately left, but he doesn't have an address in Honolulu. The man that ra- they broke into their home was a man by the name of Ezekiel Zayas, who actually comes from Bridgeport, Connecticut, who, according to some Redditor sleuthers, found out that he actually was coming to Honolulu to speak to some quote-unquote doctor, according to Zayas' mother. They don't know how he got there. So he traveled across the Pacific to get to Honolulu.
1: Okay. And
3: according to these writings that they found inside of their home, Apparently, he had been watching this family for a long, num- a long time, and he knew some of the people's names at the home, or named them. He knew that there was a wife, two younger boys, and he wrote in these writings a series of, I'm going to say convoluted, okay. uh, 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 ramblings about how he was going to abduct drug and surgically alter the family because right now they were a lower life form called an omnivore and he was going to raise them up to a spiritual creature
1: named an Ezekiel. Well, he's that got, require- they got the freaking house that he's broken into. How are they a lower species? He's the one breaking into their home. Keish is abserting his dominance
3: as a higher level being. They found video of him shaving half of his head and face, which is very similar to the Bjork yep. uh, assassin, the, the potential Bjork assassin. I forgot his name, but that was another, like, that's another fucking rabbit hole to go down. Maybe But this he is to- drew, he used the wife's makeup to cover himself in sort of like tribal drawings. Okay. And started yelling at the screen. Which, can I mean, you- again, I've been there. I mean, coronavirus. Oh
1: of course, of course. We're screaming into the windows all day long. Um, but is there, an, again, if you're a psychologist out there, because I don't think Henry and I can answer this question, but um, what, when it comes to shaving the head. Lee, you were talking about Bjork. I'm also thinking of Brittany, and I support Brittany. I support her breakdown. Leave Brittany alone. I've said that since day one. She shaves her head. What is it, do you think, when it comes to just the action of shaving one's head? Is that like a transformation for them? Is that when they can go fully on into fantasy because now they've... They, like it's just interesting. Hair has been talked about very often. Even like the Bible, what is it, Samson or whatever?
3: Samson, very
1: good. Kissel, very oh, good. I, you, are? you in my, uh, the, the sexual out. fetishizing of of Samson by all evangelical women can never be understood because the strength um, in his
3: beautiful hair. They love uh, him, but I, and I feel it every day. I feel my strength waning. <laughs> um, but I uh, I believe it's got a lot to do with the cleansing process and the idea that you are becoming like it's why monks shave their heads. It's like an acolyte process where you become sort of the idea is that if a group of people shave their heads, they all sort of look the same. Right. And you kind of are you're lessening your identity to become more of a vessel for other energies. Quite a bit, or it's a, the kind of the hero's journey where you're prepping yourself before right. some transformative experience. But I want to read some of his writings. So the, she posted, uh, Honeybee Royale posted some of the writings that he did on this computer. And I want to read some of this because uh, I want to. I love getting to the the sort of like the backdoor brains of some of these more maladjusted people. So this is just, this is the first thing you open up. So this has happened in your home. Okay. You then open up your family
1: computer and this is on a Word document. First thing. Okay, so let's just, again, you walk home, you got your kids in tow. You're you like, just got him out God. of house. You go to the couch, I can't wait to the turn on my The kids are Xbox. in a
3: hotel. They put the kids in a hotel. Oh, okay. Immediately. Oh, okay. And so now you're home. You stay, the house is covered in piss and shit. Right? Oh it's God. been ransacked. He's covered the, the, the everything, and then you, you don't know yet with the extent of everything. You open your computer and you see this document. Most know the story of the Antichrist. They've seen movies and heard stories about how he'd be this evil man that will control everyone and possibly label them to, I don't know, maybe go to hell and never return to Earth. But what if that story was all bullshit? What if he was just a kid? What if he was just a soul chosen to open the world's eyes to things that they weren't able to see themselves? The faults in government, the signs of medical malpractice, the good and the evil in music and technology, and possibly even the truth about the gods that we served for so many years. The men chosen before me were relentless, choosing to remain in one field of study and trying to do things that would please man instead of everyone. But everyone, I mean... Animals, humans, omnivores, aliens, spirits. Now, of course, you can't please everyone, but there are ways to show that just we're on each other's team. Yesterday, I realized that everything here is spiritual warfare. I should have known this already, but yeah, he came to me yesterday. When the party was over and everyone departed, I left TV on and began to play music. Most of you already know that. Haha, <laughs> and most of you already know that. <laughs> which Wait, you now, put what like you... one of those funny crying places. Yeah, like, what, one are you... little
1: funny emojis. what are you thinking on music? I, I could see this going comically strange in the Smash Mouth direction where he just truly thinks it's good.
3: watching you, watching me. What? He also is a, he is a uh, amateur hip hopper.
1: Oh, okay,
3: okay. According to his Instagram. So he was a musician. That's a part of the reason why they think that maybe he even found them is that apparently the husband of this story, the father of the two kids, who is not the, the girlfriend of the, the wife of the father is not the mother of the two kids, but he was a fairly... Recognizable musician. Oh, okay. or he was a touring musician. They think that he might have been attracted to them because of that. when they're not really certain why. Okay. Right. But when I left. When I left it on, I noticed the artists. I recognized that they were just sad, and they were they were stuck in the TV almost waiting for things to get better. He was watching television, he was watching music videos, and he said that they were stuck inside the television. They were stuck in the TV, huh? This lesson literally goes for itself as well, because right now I'm just a kid in a huge house with everything I need to become a great man. And sometimes I take it for granted, but I am trying. I am trying to work hard for the things I need. And even more, I want to enjoy my time Doing it all my life, I've been in training. It's weird because I used to think I was living a normal life. My eyes fooled me, but nothing is ever as it seems. So keep going. Now the training that I am in at the moment is probably my favorite of all—the middle ground where things aren't really (laughs) fully finished, but almost on the other side. That is the worst part of everything. So scary. Being in the middle is the worst. That's so scary, but that's what he's saying here. I say, I pray I'm going to have to keep this place forever. <laughs> I pray that I can build a foundation here. My family will be great. My career will flourish, and the world will see blessed things. I just have to know I'm <sighs> going to keep my big mouth shut sometimes and enjoy my life. And don't we kids will have to be more appreciative of our stations. Of course, sure. But what he basically then does is that he says, he starts to describe the family with the things that he needs to fix on them, surgically. Because this is the training ground that he's in. In order to make this new family, this family that he has been, because all he had taken out all the family pictures and he had lined them all up. So he had, been, he had big plans for this family and he diagnosed them just from the pictures. So mother's current diagnosis was she um, omnivore, Age unknown. Her gender is male. Height six foot two. Weight four hundred pounds. Oh. Normal woman. Completely normal size. None of know coo- if this is true. Yeah, Hair course. color black. Color black. White woman. Hair type fur. Skin discolored, dry and itchy. Just saying, this is a very insulting thing to say about a woman. Sure. Just from looking at a picture of her. Fingers four to three inches long. She had stubby arms, twelve inches long, with pink chicken-like hands. That all has to be fixed. <laughs> Three foot long legs, um, her health issues that he found out in this, he said just have a look at the picture, complaints of boils and skin agitation on her penis, toe fungus, itchy anus. Um, and a lot of what he said here is that he's gonna do have to I'll do quite a bit of surgery on her anus. If you look at some of this footage here, and he said the ways of a lot of the hard work that he's gonna have to do, because there's gonna his with this family, his work was really cut out for him. Okay. So um, because he said the main problem with the wife had is that he diagnosed her with Down syndrome just from a picture.
1: But she doesn't have Down syndrome.
3: Absolutely not normal. This is, I'm gonna say just hashtag normal looking woman. Just you, you couldn't tell from the I guess <sighs> she didn't have it visible, right? But he said the main thing is that he's really gonna have to figure out how to do anything about that. But you know, but Down syndrome for him, according to him, now this is probably just gonna be the hardest for me because all I know is that extra. Because all I know about Down syndrome is that there is an extra chromosome. And it's apparently in there. So it affects speech. It affects eye movement. It affects facial movements. So in order for me to remove a chromosome, I'm really going to need to have to take samples of blood and poop or even cum from the wife to even figure out how to get her stop being Down Down syndrome. And she says, according to his writing here, I would need more time with this. I need to treat (laughs) Macy, who he was calling the wife Macy throughout this whole thing, more like a pet. I'm going to realize everything's okay. Yes, she's going to be the first subject that we've seen, what I can do with. And of course, they might not exactly be created yet. She will be my best one of all. Now, that's a little, I'm going
1: to say this is crazy.
3: Yeah, but now the
1: main thing is this guy was immediately released. Yeah, that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about. Also, if he went back to the 1300s, he would just be the number one doctor in town. He's literally just the fact that he would mention a chromosome. They would be like, "Well, he is onto something." Mm -hmm. So he was,
3: but he was released, right? Yes. So they were first kind of afraid. We don't always. So they started two weeks ago. They received a call from a woman. So apparently, during the time period that this guy was alone in this house, living there, police were called to the home without the owners there. And he, the, Ezekiel Zias, got into some form of domestic dispute with, they believe, his girlfriend or somebody that he brought to that house. So he wasn't even alone in that house over the week. He brought somebody he over had to the house. He had a girlfriend with him? Yeah, a girlfriend.
1: Something. They got into a physical argument, but I guess the cops just let it go. Something oh, it was happened. over they the, the piss go. pile. They got into a fight over the piss pile. They didn't own the home, and the cops just said, oh, Ezekiel. that's. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, how much piss did you put on this? Oh, uh, you, know, you,
3: know, yeah, yeah. you know, I did what I do, you know, I fucking, you know, I drank a bunch of water. I had two or three <laughs> BLs. Yeah. So I did it being like, there need, you are so fucking lazy. I need more piss on this shit. Do not All make right? BL complicit in this, by the way. I need to see more piss on this. <laughs> but he went and they, they went and uh, they, they, so, we, so police came and So two weeks ago, the family gets a call from an unknown woman. That they said was screaming. Where are you kids? I need to speak to the kids. She's like, "What are you talking about? We don't know you." She's like, "I need to speak to the boys," and acted as if it was nor- like normal. Like oh it was God. the aunt that was calling them.
1: So and You're like Mary Kay now- Turno, is that you calling my house
3: again? I just want to see, I'm just trying to see if, uh, you know, just new blood. Uh I need new blood. But they, uh, apparently, uh, they, uh, the couple is holding back some information because they're waiting for the police to get truly involved. And they believe that they might be targeted by literally a group of people that might be kind of aligned with whatever Ezekiel Zayas believes. Well,
1: I I think the cops probably have some splaining to do because they bungled this case. So it was September 22nd, 2019. That's when Zayas was formally charged. September 26th, pled not guilty. He was allowed to go. Then, uh, October 9th, Zayas is arrested for robbery at a Buddhist study center near the University of Hawaii. And then February 2nd, Zayas is is deemed unfit to stand trial and is committed to a Hawaii state hospital. Um, I just think, at least he's in a hospital now. I, I understand bail reform. I'm actually a total advocate for bail reform. But at some Absolutely. point, you have to look at the evidence in front of you and say, maybe this guy needs to be either in jail or in a hospital. No need to send well, him back out. Now, he got. I
3: guess he got repicked back up for burglarizing a Buddhist temple.
1: I, that's what put him in the mental hospital officially. Yes. Because they're like, he's too crazy for jail. But we got to do something cuz yeah, I do something this with him guy because he is can't, not. Yeah. But
3: if you look up I was this according to this, the onesinglebullet.com, I don't know what else is on this website, but I definitely looked up this the he did a little bit. The person who runs this website does a little bit more of a deep dive into Ezekiel Zias, and I don't know, man. It just sounds like he might have been like recruited you th- he might have been brought to Honolulu. We don't really know why or how. His first, he did not have a record. The first arrest that he had was that he got, like, cause they, he went missing in Bridgeport in August. So they were looking for him. His mom was looking for him. There was a missing persons out when they found him in Honolulu. Uh, they, the, he got an, he received a criminal citation for smoking in a prohibited place. That
1: was the um, big problem on September twelfth. Not the pile of Duke that he was peeing on outside of a Chick fil A. It, it was the didn't sm- happen you yet. You can't smoke. You're going to have to put that cigarette out, sir.
3: I mean, that's the biggest crime. If it fucking makes your show R rated.
1: Yeah, do you is even true. look at a cigarette? Yeah, that is true. I was watching some old uh, old sports, and I do love all of the advertising for Marlboro. Uh, oh, Marbs, are, Marbs are everywhere in the 80s and early 90s. and I, I miss when miss baseball it. players <laughs> would <with> smoke.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, remember, I miss
1: seeing them smoke. Yeah, I, yep. Um, all right, well, that story, uh, it's a bit of an older story, but I'm sure we will continue to hear more updates. And I think you're right. It probably should have gotten more attention, so I'm happy that this woman was able to use Reddit and explain her horror story because... That's got home invasion, psychotic person trying to kill your kids, trying to treat you like a pet because he thinks you have doubts. It's a that is a that's a horror. That's a menagerie of horror. I, I just so many
3: insane twists and turns. But I mean, we'll get to the center of this. Obviously, Ezekiel Zayas is uh, correct, and I really can't wait. For I don't know if my insurance is going to cover me being turned into an Ezekiel, but I no. really hope they can scrub some of my down syndrome.
1: I well, I think that would be absolutely wonderful as well just for the company. One of us has to, no. one of us has to start learning math. I have to figure out I am going
3: to be our new accountant. <laughs> and we are going to do well, we certainly will not go to jail for that. No <laughs> way. No, no. I mean how I many taxes schmaxes? Taxes. And they love when you write that and you say that when you send that in on yeah, the forms.
1: Yeah, of course. Just send it with a picture of your pothole. Uh, in the Scott, don't even get me going on puddle. I will Ooh, I will have, I will have a sixty minutes Mickey Rooney
2: moment. <laughs> Andy, Andy Rooney, Mickey I always get those confused. But it's all falling apart. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspete.com
3: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a B.A. in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. Done. Um. Anyway, so
1: should we do hero of the week? Do it. All right. This week's hero of the week. It's actually a country that has a lot of problems when it comes to uh, civil rights and stuff like that. But I think the way they're handling the stay inside order for coronavirus is just a little bit more fun than the I way like, that we're handling it. I like this this concept that they're doing. So in Indonesia. There are, you know, obviously they're trying to confront the virus and they're like, stay at home. And people are like, we don't want to stay at home. So in order to get people to stay at home, they are deploying, and this is true, quote, ghosts to scare people into staying inside. So So, fucking good. And if you see, you can find this on the independent Indonesia deploying ghosts to scare people into staying inside. And it's actually terrifying. They have pictures of the ghosts. By government standards, they actually nailed it.
3: Think about how much fun it would be to be a government employee that is essentially a spook house actor. It's that your job so is fun. to go and just be like, so can I look be a, a, can I be a skeleton with a mace or like love creativity go out and do that. Here's your grant. And it's like, "Can I be like can I be a, the violator from sure. spawn? It's like you already got the hair, Mrs. If I can go jump in there.
1: Yeah, it's the hair, not the body. That's what I say. I, Hello, it is both. <laughs> we know that it's both. So apparently Indonesia has some of the highest rates of coronavirus deaths in Asia just after uh, China. So they're like, what the hell are we going to do and this is what the government came up with. They say, "quote We wanted to be different and create a deterrent effect because Pocan are spooky and scary." I'm assuming that's their term for that's ghosts. These, it's this creature, right? Whatever I'm looking at, you sent me this creature, yes, which
3: is fucking scary looking. It looks like a fucking evil trash bag. It looks like fucking uh,
1: the death metal fucking makeup with yeah, corpse paint. If if the if the character the nun had a stepchild. Um, That's so fucking cool! So this is what they were trying to do. So these, quote, shroud ghosts represent the souls of the dead. They jump out from the grave to warn people that the soul needs to be released from the shroud in which it is buried. Um, Now, this is why... um, They're doing this. Some people remain superstitious in Indonesia. It also won't come as too much of a surprise that others actually came outside to try to catch a glimpse of the volunteer actors. They're calling them actors, although they are ghosts. Let's be true here. Though one person (laughs) did point out that the ghosts should be careful not to spread the virus themselves – because as we all know, the oh virus God. doesn't discriminate. No, so. it doesn't. And how
3: fucking, do you, oh my God, this ghost came to my fucking home trying to make <laughs> us stay inside. and got us all sick. It's like no, this but fucking, apparently- this, a man, like I'm one of those like, what was
1: it, child, what's the name of it? Remember that movie with the with the little monkey with the symbols? Monkey Shine. Monkey Shine. Monkey Shine. When yeah. that's like ding,
3: ding, 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 ding. It's, like, oh, it's
1: coffin. Apparently it is working. This is according to um, resident Carno Supadomo. Supadomo? Anyway, they say, since the pocon appeared, parents and children have not left their homes, and people will not gather or stay on the streets after evening prayers. So it's fucking I so good. It is working. and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's controversial Hero of the Week because I don't even nah, know if it's a good man, thing, but Indonesia's scare tactics are the Hero of the Week because I personally want to see, I want to look out my way, if we're going to live, in an apocalyptic world as we are right now, which again, it will pass. But I wanna look out the window and see a clown. I wanna see a clown waving hi, at me. I wanna see it. Hi, hi. No, we already, we're getting some of that. Uh, uh, Ed and I were
3: talking about, so yesterday, Ed saw a dude whipping in the street, which whipping? is uh, whipping, which is fun for me. I gotta go and join him. Also, Jackie's boyfriend, Jeff, has been doing the same thing. No, He's what are doing you doing talking about? There's a lot you, of
1: whipping. I'm, I'm thinking in a car, like whipping whipping shitties? No, dude,
3: with a whip, bullet whip. With a whip. Okay. And yesterday I was doing my little quarantine walk to give Natalie just like fucking moments of peace, just yeah, moments yeah, yeah. of break. I can from, only imagine the, the
1: horror that uh, that she's experiencing right she's now. She's just always in the eye of the hurricane. Oh also, um, happy birthday Miss Natalie Jane. I love and my wife. Send, send her birthday love, send her uh birthday wishes. She's on Instagram, on everything. You can always find her and sell, say happy birthday. She's just the freshest 21 year old girl I've she's ever. She's not she, that's actually that's actually kind of rude if you would say but she's sexy. Your- no,
3: she's my but sexy beautiful wife. Yeah. And what's nice when you're into MILFs like me <laughs> you
1: <didn't rape> <laughs> MILFs <laughs> without children, though, apparently. You have a no, small uh, a caveat.
3: Uh, um, but I was walking down the street uh the other day, and um a man in an ice cream hat things are dead out here. Like yeah, dead yeah, yeah, yeah. streets are empty. I was coming down the street, full yellow b c clet outfit, like a little biker's outfit, like neon yellow with an ice cream like salesman's hat on, and he was just going in a circle. He was going in a circle, zips up, and going around, okay, he like, what he's doing? He sees me he's got a mask on, he sees me, he gives me like hmm, he gives him the eyes, he drives past and and goes, psychedelics, psychedelics, mushrooms, acid, and know it's like, man, this is like fucking Bonnaroo that is kind of did you get something? no. I technically have mushrooms.
1: That story turned into such a cool experience, though, man. This guy sees the market and he's driving to Zip. it.
3: Capitalism is still happening. He saw it. He saw Small an opportunity business, to make ingenuity. a hustle. That's, That's what it is. And honestly, and I love it. But that was a good apocalypse outfit. I really appreciated it. And we, I I'm going to start upping my own apocalypse outfits. What are you going to go time. with? What are you thinking? I mean, mostly Eddie is just, Eddie, number one that you said too, I need to start wearing my nice sneakers out, even if I'm just going to do it. So I'm I wearing my bronze it.
1: today. I, I honestly, I realized sometimes you get bit by the depression bug and then I, once you start smelling yourself. That's the problem. Yeah. And it does sneak up. It does, it does sneak up because you just,
3: we live in a very noisy world. Especially us as performers, right, and what we do in our normal lives, it's like, and we like nightlife, going out to bars, going to, like living a public life. It is a very big and intense and it fucking intrinsic part of our existence. Like specifically us, and I know many stripes of people in this country that are fucking extroverts. Oh yeah, and there is some damage that happens when shit when the when the when the quiet comes in, and the noise of our busy lives lead.
1: Henry, Henry and then Henry. Why is the quiet so loud, though? I don't. So I don't loud like the, the quiet. Loud quiet.
3: I, don't, I don't. like it either. <laughs> I, but you forget all of this shit comes to the surface, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you get out of here, you funny little brain devils. <laughs> but they keep coming.
1: Of the course, the brain
3: devils come. But now, when I, but that's why I've been trying to come with it is. But it's truth. It's an uneasy relationship with my with the silence. I'm trying to let it. Like my litany against fear, like Dune, like I, uh-huh. I will not fear. Like let the silence pass over me. Know that I'm my brain. I can hear my thoughts outside of my skull. <sighs> you know, what I mean, like I can hear the thoughts coming out of my ears, like they're Bluetooths.
1: Yeah, full yeah.
3: speakers, which is bad.
1: But I also, yeah. So I mean, honestly, speaker, what I do—that's is- what happens. If you ever watch one of those videos back in the day when we still had freedom, when people could ride motorcycles around a globe, and then inside the globe was also a bear? Yep. It's kind of like that, And but it just yes. like, zoom, 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 and it never yeah. stops, and then you're just putting on your own radio show in your own brain, and then you talk to someone after 18 hours, and then they're like, have you lost your mind? I'm like, no, I've been, nope. I've been getting entertained by myself, and then that- But, but I that, didn't know- but I also didn't know I left my my mouth speaker on as well. Yeah,
3: because that's the problem that the mouth speaker comes, and now we we have just so many fun ways of telling everybody all of our thoughts. Acid, acid, I'd, get some acid. acid.
1: Get um, it. Do Second we have any it. interesting listener mail this week? No, here it
3: comes. Here it comes. I got a couple. They're not as juicy as I'd like them to be. I think it was I think it was a hard week for some people. So what I think a coming I'm looking for funny ass stories and whatever is weird. Uh-huh. So send us your shit and also anything scary. You know we wanted to we want the fucking spooks. We're gonna be having more and more of that we're in the middle of a heavy hitter right now In last podcast and left but we're going right back to weird shit we're just we already done the work on our heavy hitter before when all of this hit so now we're already so you'll see but join us join
1: I us. want last, weird, that's from shit, Spotify ad. weird shit weird uh, shit is the best release right now oh
3: here we go this comes this is another army story in the late 1950s my dad joined the US Navy a Navy story I don't want to get everybody I don't want to get fucking in arms
1: you he was have eventually, some,
3: you have a hatred for the navy is that it I love the navy no i i am my father's a navy man my father was a <laughs> submariner I'm built to be
1: a caveman. I'm the same height as my father. I'm built to be in the tube. I was watching. Uh, I love that document. I watched a documentary on He Man. For some reason, I'm finding these toy documentaries and history of the <laughs> cartoons that we loved to be Natalie quite loves interesting. them. Yeah. but um, there was a He Man character which then became, I believe, it was it became I don't know Wet Man or something. But yes. uh, his first name was Seaman. Man. And then the guy who created was like, we couldn't stick with semen. Um, apparently, it just caused a lot of questions. So I forget what they ended up calling him. But anyway. Probably like a uh, fish fucker. Yeah,
3: something <laughs> like that. Here we go. He was eventually assigned to a position as a radar operator. His name is uh, Lee Harvey Oswald oh. and a Lockheed EC-121 Warning Star, a surveillance aircraft that flew patrols across the North Atlantic from Newfoundland to the Azores as a part of the U.S. military's early warning system against Soviet attacks. Next week, I will be doing more coverage about Tom DeLong and the TTSA. and awesome. His working with a thing called the NRO. Have you ever done any reading into the NRO, Kissel? I'm just getting into the TTSA. We'll talk about the NRO. The NRO is a government agency that only was acknowledged by the U.S. government 15, fucking fifteen years ago, and they are the the group that coordinates all of the the gigantic reconnaissance satellites that was are all, all the, over
1: the globe. Was all that shit? Was that something that came out with like all the Harry Reid revelations and stuff like that, or is no? This, this is before no. that.
3: This is before that but he, Tom DeLonge basically used whatever his money was we'll get into it but essentially cool. TTSA is a slush fund for him to essentially bilk UFO interested people to give him a bunch of money and he has a board of directors that he could do anything he want with and they went right to making television shows instead of investigating science but it's a whole long it's a whole thing okay great can't wait to get into that next week i know there's a lot of controversy within the a community lot of- so all right, so he was on one of these these surveillance aircrafts. So one day they were going about their patrol as usual when the base called in, wanting to know why they hadn't heard from the plane for the last fifteen minutes or so. So think about this: one of the most high tech pieces technology technology in the sky just goes missing for fifteen minutes. The crew was confused as they had been in constant contact per procedure and sent a response to that effect, trying to figure out what happened. They compared the chronometer readings on the plane with those on the ground and found that the plane was 15 minutes behind. What? They couldn't figure out a reason for the discrepancy. No one on the plane had any sense of lost time or any memory of anything that might have happened during that time, and nothing unusual had been spotted in the air. After the crew landed, they were told by higher-ups not to mention the incident to anybody. It kind of feels a little bit has a little bit of the uh has a little bit of the
1: Philadelphia project. Yeah, I'm thinking right? it reminds me of like. Don't know. Yeah, Contact, all those films. Could have been just a general fuck up, but who knows? Right.
3: Another story that may not be related, some years later, my dad sat for the civil service exam. At one point, he bumped into this guy he recognized, but who also recognized him? They knew each other's names, wives' names. It was like they were old friends, but they couldn't figure out how they knew each other. They compared notes, and it turned out they had lived, worked, or been stationed in the same places several times, but none of the time frames overlapped. They'd always missed each other by at least a few months, so as far as either one of them could tell, they had never been in the same place at the same time. The conversation eventually came to an end, and they said their goodbyes and went their separate ways. He never did figure out where they'd met, and he eventually forgot the guy's name, and he never saw him again. So fucking just weird. Just weird missing time. Who knows? Yeah, very weird. Cool story. story. (laughs) Thank you for that email. This is a story I think uh, that—I'm just going to end it with this one because I just think that we could all find ourselves in this, especially because people are feeling lonely. Yeah. So here we go. I was reminded of a story from a remark Henry made about cuckolds and recently on a, on a recent episode, <laughs> my husband was a part of a pretty solid group of guys in high school that played a lot of D D on the weekends. They had a Frank that we will we had, they had a friend that we will call Frank. He was borderline morbidly obese, so much so that he had a lot of health problems even as a teenager. <laughs>
1: to be fair, so, you cannot be borderline morbidly obese. <laughs>
3: you are.
1: Is, you just are. It's one or the other. It's one yeah.
3: or the other. I I am still obese. Yeah we, I mean? are. It's weird. yeah, we It's weird. We all are. Skip to the college years. My husband and his friends had to make food rules so that they could actually bring girls around, right, for Frank. So one of them was Frank was not allowed to eat chicken in front of anyone. <laughs> Something about s- sucking the marrow out of every single one of the bones out of a whole chicken, like, like snapping the bones it's that's bad. That's
1: fucking you don't that's have goon to be, territory. I mean, if you're obese, you also don't have to eat like your fat bastard. Uh um, no, I, I can do. also just eat with a knife and fork.
3: Well, that was part of my shame. That was on the part of the reason why like when my heaviest when I was like in, like over three hundred pounds, I didn't want to eat in front of anybody because I thought people were being like, look at him go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look at him look at him go. <laughs> You'd love to see it. So I don't know. She, she's like, so according to this writer, like I've only witnessed it once and it only reminded me of that guy. And I only seen him eat once. And it reminded me of the guy who exploded in that Monty Python sketch. Love right? that. So great but sketch. it was not that terrifying. So anyways, during one of their weekly Vampire the Masquerade sessions, Frank tells them about this woman that he's been seeing and having sex with. Right. He actually just kind of goes on to say that afterwards She feeds him a whole roasted chicken (sighs) and the best damn dumplings he's ever eaten with biscuits, gravy, and then a big slice of apple pie. And then she just just tells him to go home, and he goes home. She just calls him weekly. He comes over. They fuck. He eats and then leaves. (laughs) Immediately, my (laughs) husband and his three other friends were like, dude, that's like super weird. All right, you might want to check out, I'm just going to say, that you're maybe being videotaped. Frank understandably thinks, I mean, hey, he hit the jackpot. And he's like, fuck this. Yeah, sure. And he just continues the relationship for months. This must have been on his mind, though, though, because one day, finally during the deed, you notice the door was slightly cracked. Hey. And afterwards, he flung the door open. Sure enough, not only was he being filmed, oh my God. but her husband was in there nude and uh, this is in the late 90s right then this took what? place so the camera was huge right it was one of those huge cameras so I had a really hard time believing this according to the writer I had a really hard deal believing any of this until I met Frank and then it all came together because he told me then he ran out without his complimentary chicken menu and all they offered him money to come back oh my and he God. said no I'm not a sex worker <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, if you're frank, if they would just It's really the secretive nature of the whole thing that's the problem. I would have taken the money. Was you're getting late? There's linked. a lot of different things there. So, who do you think had the fetish for the big man, the the husband or the wife? I think the husband. I think
3: the husband had a thing for watching the whole thing play out and the wife was I don't know. I let's ask our our audiences who've dealt with the all of the rainbow of cuckold yes. and power play relationships. Tell us what what is it? What is it? What is it? We, who who's getting what? Because I'm certain the wife gets something about making the meals. Obviously, so oh, she good must, at it. I
1: mean, obviously, she's she must be enjoying the process. I- it is a
3: delight for everybody. I, it's kind of a victim. Frank is sort of a victim because of Frank. Yeah, obviously. I mean, yes, yes, obviously, he's a victim because he's being filmed against his will. But, you know, in the end, you just kind of open parameters to what's cool for you.
1: Yeah, it's just too bad. I if hope you want can to. Find, the nice thing is you can find a good rotisserie chicken. They're not that difficult. You can go and also, Safeway. You have can. Some. You
3: really can. Be, and I've had some really good roast chickens in my yes. time. You also can learn to make your own. It's not that difficult. You, you know, could do It takes do a lot that. more butter. It takes a lot of butter, than you, more butter than you think it would. Although I don't Um, know,
1: man, chicken and dumplings, ain't nothing better than that. I I am eh. kind of,
3: but I am made so viciously hungry just by the description of it that I'm being like, I guess if they really want to watch me fuck, so as long as they're not selling the tapes.
1: Well, that's the thing you say late 90s, so I'm like, the internet was still- Not really, but it was like university level. Yes, it was like- And maybe AOL- they probably had to tangibly send those tape. They would have to make copies of the tape and then tangibly send them. You have to go to the um, post office with those, right? Tapes. Wow. Well, I have a lot of questions now. I'm, I'm assuming but, but, she was smaller. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I don't know. But please us send us your please send us your feedback because <laughs>
3: send us your feedback. Yeah. But I also feel like we should be. I feel like people are really blowing overboard. their are things with like like food, like with food. Pet peeves. I think people go overboard with them. I think it comes down to it being like, man, just let him live his life. Yeah, he eats chicken like that. And sometimes, some women will look at a guy mm. sucking up on a fucking roasted chicken, and if you p- replace that chicken with your pussy, that's going to be the best time I've ever had it with your life.
1: You know, I've only been in front of one person who I had to audibly tell not to eat. We all know who he is. Yes, well, that's different. Um, that
3: was different. Because he is, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That was one of the worst eating people. I mean, why, can't, why can't we mention him? You'd know him. But he's fucking one of the worst single eaters and it's not who you think. I'm gonna go ahead and say you right now, eliminate Ed Larson. Oh, Ed Larson yeah, no, is actually Ed, very a very calm and normal eater. eater.
1: Yes, he's a, a normal great eater. eater.
3: There's some people on this network. Even going father, <laughs> there's some people on this network are one of the worst fucking eaters I've ever sat across from ever. And yes, he's not allowed to eat in front of me ever again, but only because of his use of ketchup. It is. Just, he is the one that literally it's the slathered sound, all. Honestly, old. it's he's the sound. Now. It's the
1: sound for me. I just it's just a lot. And
3: he changed considerably but he used to cover it in a he used to cover his food in a mound
1: of ketchup and then it's just eat the ketchup just, first it's what spoil it's what kids who grew up super spoiled do which is, more ketchup I have more ketchup right my ketchup It's just like, it's pizza. You don't even need ketchup. Actually, it's disgusting to have pizza. All
3: over it. (laughs) Literally all over it. All of the cremes, the white cream, the hot sauce. He would pile it on top of it and Uh. then just eat solid condiment (laughs) scoops. I'm sorry. I've already broken what I was saying about food pet thieves. I've already done it. (sighs) Um,
1: Anyway, thank you all so much for your email. Side story, L-P-O-T-L at gmail.com. Keep them coming. Um, We're getting through this shit. We're getting through this shit.
3: Live each life, Dan, man. You got to live, bro. We got a lot of stuff. We got to watch the book. Oh, our live show from last year is coming out today. Patreon first. You get a chance to download it. Yeah. Watch it in your home. Some new fucking Quarantinium fucking content for your fucking asses. I hope you enjoy it. Friday goes wide release. We're going to bump it again last podcast left but you can come see what our live show is like. You can come see and yep. so for whenever the fuck it is we get to go on tour again whenever this fucking invisible enemy
1: allows us to leave our homes again. We will be able to come see you. can see what you're in for. Go to lastpodcastlive.com and you can get our live show available everywhere on Friday. Friday. We're out on Friday. Friday.
3: I also forgot to cover the Rebecca Black JFK thing. There's a whole Rebecca Black JFK thing. We're going to come back
1: to JFK. Oh, my at some goodness. Point. Please do. I'm a huge Rebecca Black fan. I, I think Friday, I actually have listened to Friday. And there's something about it that it's, she got it, she she. I remember hooks. when you went
3: through you went through that phase, and I remember when you went through your wrecking ball phase when you were obsessed with the song Wrecking Ball.
1: Well, Miley's a, an unbelievable performer, and I just I'm so Team Miley. It's ridiculous. I love it, and I'll watch her pee. I'll watch her sing. I would I, I would do both of those things as well. I don't like see if you are a grown man. For me, T Swift is off. You can't. It's just that's your children. To me. I that's but, your children. But Miley. She, she is. She adults. Miley is just a, very, good Miley is is a, a good singer. Miley is a good
3: singer. Ty, if you are a fan of Taylor Swift and this is pointed right at Holden McNeely, oh. then you, are, you look like an undercover police officer. <laughs> you're an older man going into the. You either look like an undercover police officer or you're trying to marry Kayla Torno yourself a new wife. <laughs> but to be, again, I guess I support him though. I guess of I have course, to support him. Of course. All right. So, hey, remember, live every day, man. This time period ain't going to be fucking deleted, dude. You, you are living every day. It is they are These days are happening. So yes, remember, man. you got to live your life for the person you're going to be for when the quarantine's over. Mm. So think about that person. That's good. Is That's that good. person going to want to wear some jeans? Is that person oh. going to want to do fucking bullshit? Because there's a lot of stuff we're going to have to go through. Because I would say love. Love this time period a little bit. Okay. Because even though we are stuck at homes and it is entirely boring and it's also mentally very taxing to keep fucking the water discipline of keeping our fucking hands clean at all times, you got to love this time period because when work comes back... This is from Bill Burr. Bill Burr said this, and I thought it was very interesting. Remember how much work is going to suck when he comes back. That's a good point. When when the floodgates open up, it's going to be very fucking difficult.
1: That's true. There'll be a lot of work to do.
3: There's going to be a lot of work to do. So maybe... One nice thing about the slowdown time, because it's quiet time for a lot of people. So we're just going to try to fucking find some kind of peace. Grow a plant. I don't know if that helps,
1: but I don't know what else to do. You sound and like then, you're becoming a alternative Jack Nelson. Uh, Yo, I'm number one. I'm uh, my number one guy. Uh, and you got to
3: laugh. Because uh, if you're not laughing, uh, you're just going to be screaming at a bunch of people in the fucking street. But only scream at people in the street if it keeps them inside their homes.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's like ah,
2: that. <laughs>
1: ah, all I right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope, uh, hope you enjoyed this in your ear tubes. And we shall always talk to you soon. We'll be here for you at the last podcast network. We're Hail yourselves! the fucking world explodes. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everybody. Hail me, fuckers. Indeed. Also, Another if there's one. anyone that invaded your home,
3: uh, I would say kick, get them out, get them, get rid of them. I guess. I say now's the time to get rid of them, but unfortunately, if they've come in from the outside, you n- now it is your responsibility to clean them, and now they are your roommate.
1: Maybe you could bring their bring like when Puffin poops in the. I don't do this to Puffin, but if a dog poops in the house, my dad used to bring it bring their nose to their poo poo and be like, "Don't poop in the house." Maybe you could do that to a person, but then it might also just give them a fetish. I don't want to touch anybody.
3: Good point. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to.
0: Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix.